Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 19, bonus episode 3, I think? Titled mm-hmm. One More. Uh, in fact, there are a lot more bonus episodes. This is not just one more. Uh, Aaron, this is the Gabriel and Aaron episode. What did you think of this? I liked it. I thought that I was hoping that this was going to go to a more clever, uh, you know, thing at the end. Mm-hmm. I thought that they, but like it was pretty clever. And importantly, um, I've always liked Aaron and the actor to portrays him, but like he's never had like much signature standout kind of work in my, in my mind anyway. And I think, you know, if we're going to, you know, build an, a show around who we got left for 24 more episodes, you need to flesh out some of these people more. And it was a good episode for that. It's a good episode, and also to, to kind of mark like how different Gabriel is post whispers. Yeah, no shit. Um, but and and they also like really went for broken some of the cinematography. Like I don't know how much of it worked, but I appreciate you know like the blood spatter on the leaves and flowers on and the, the grasshoppers. Man, that was the poor grass. Where's Peta on this? Can you spray? Can right? you spray a locust with Walker blood? <laughs> And and get the seal of approval from uh, from PETA and the I don't know, whatever, the humanitarian uh, organization, the Humane Society. Um, and there's a couple of nice shots of like, you know, the Walking Dead does this, like the desolate fields and like the sense of loneliness, like they be, kind of uh, begin and end the episodes with that um, decent variety of sets and things. I thought I, I, I like seeing that. It's not just do, two dudes walking through fucking random Georgia woods. Um, but yeah, ultimately, it just. I think it's it's one of the better standalone episodes thus far, but it still mm. wasn't quite as good as I was hoping it would be when I saw what the setup was going to be. What do you think? Uh, I was pretty bored through the first 15 minutes or so of this, where it is mostly just them walking through the woods. Gabriel saying like doing his countdown 10 to just just 112 more Aaron, mm-hmm. just 112 more. Uh, until they get to the warehouse and then the warehouse stuff was pretty good. Um, I was super surprised and happy to see Robert Patrick. Uh, Yeah. I I don't see him in a lot of stuff these days. And I was like, is that who I think it is? Because he's looking a lot older than the last time I saw him. And he's all, you know, made up with this big scar on his face and uh, a beard. Maybe I can't remember, but he's he's looking a lot different. And uh, I don't know. I like that. That guy. He's a. We just did our badass rankings. He's a pretty big badass, I'd say, in cinema history. So that was cool to see. Oh, for sure. And I guess I also, I, I really like the stuff they did with Gabriel in particular because we've seen him like slowly descending into this character who's turned a corner on humanity and not in a good way. Uh, yeah. And this really like puts the stamp on it. This says, this is kind of the line here that we've drawn where Gabriel is no longer. I don't even know. I I don't want to call him like not a good person, but he has lost all faith in everything, right? In in yeah. his god, in humanity, in ever getting back to some sense of normal. It's it's all gone. Um and so I really enjoyed that transformation. I think you're right, Aaron had a lot of good stuff too. Um but me, I was looking at this episode through the lens of Gabriel and it was good. 
I liked the, I liked most of it. Yeah, I like I said, I, I, I agree with all that. And I kind of was excited with again, because this movie, this this episode kind of triple ex- subverted my expectations because I'm like, ah, oh, deer hunter. OK, and then, <laughs> uh-huh. oh, we're going to do something slight. But I, at, at some point I thought like, oh, my God, is Robert uh, or, or Pat? What is it? Patrick, Robert, Robert, Robert Patrick. Patrick. What is his name? Yeah. Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick is going to join the main cast of The Walking Dead for the final season. I wondered. That's kind of yeah. fucking hot. Right. This grizzled old dude. Did they get her integrate like that? I could see that like destabilizing the thing and in, 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 in an interesting way. And then it didn't happen. I was kind of bummed. Yeah. But it's just taken on its own. Like, I, I yeah, this is a an average episode of the walking dead i think all all said and done um and i'm I'm still waiting to hear like them knock i'm still waiting to see them knock one of these out of the park mm-hmm. um but i don't know like it's like that's the thing it's like i i'm kind of interested in seeing after these six are over what are kind of overall like did should they have done this what they needed to do this like it's been a long time since walking dead was on they needed to inject some incitement excitement and uh, they the- they didn't have that season finale ready to go right like they made these right. between like episode 15 and episode 16 yeah yeah between airing those and then they air the finale and then these right after it like months after they had aired 15 so yeah it's really weird the pandemic just fucked this all up i don't know if these need to be made but i'm really curious to see the negan one because that's the one that people talk about the negan ones everyone says like but like i remember like um when we were covering season 10 and like these started to come out contemporaneously and people are like these are pretty good these are pretty good I would say that like these have been disappointing to average thus far, but we'll we'll see. And it's, as, it's as with like, Walking a, Dead, I mean, right. And I guess like the other thing is like if you're grading on a curve, if you haven't seen The Walking Dead in a year, and like right. you're happy that it's back, and like you know, there's it's 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 taking the story further than I thought it would, but also I'm starting to see what they mean by these are bonus episodes. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, these are things almost exclusively f- explaining things about characters. Um, but it's not really moving the plot forward, you know? Um, Cause I, I'm kind of shocked that we haven't seen any of the new white stormtroopers. Oh, um, we will. That they, I think next episode oh, they is, are get, gonna is get, going okay. back to Ezekiel's group. Yeah. Cause I'm thought, I thought that maybe this was all going to be just kind of like literally, you know, we're not going to introduce any new threats. We're not going to take the ball forward. It's just going to all be like, you know, going on random survival depot missions and stuff like that. So or flashbacks, things like of that nature. It might be. I don't know. Maybe they like have them in a train car and it's just them in a train car for an hour pondering their situation. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me, but we'll are, they, see. are we A's or B's? We got to know. How do right. we know if we're stuck in the car? <laughs> it's totally different. You got a whole different game plan if you're an A oh, than, yeah. you, than you are if you're a B. And oh, you sit around and wait if you're an A. If you're a B, guess that's true. Got to find the nearest river and jump in. <laughs> uh, all right. What do you think about getting to the recap? I think we should do that. We're getting geared up for the sixth annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off badass season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. 
No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim, order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar, then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. So we start off with blood on a dandelion, blood everywhere, blood on, like we said, grasshoppers. I, there's something insulting about the blood on the grasshopper. Like, I'm not even a grasshopper. And if I were, I would be doubly insulted. But I, I don't know why I get such a visceral, like, sense of shame on you guys for spraying blood on this grasshopper. I think it's because the grasshopper gives it a bit of a performance where it's like, ah, fuck, what is that? Its legs are going right? up. Like, ah, I wasn't expecting, do not enjoy this. It didn't, yeah. It didn't just sit there. It's, it's clearly a flower. The whole thing is moving back and forth. It's and, a, and sinced. Yeah, it's going through an experience. It doesn't want this. It didn't no. ask for this. It's something unnatural. I don't, I don't know. I didn't like it. Um, but Gabriel and Aaron are surrounded by walkers. They kill them all. They see that there's uh, the house that they were trying to raid for supplies, I guess, has been burned to the ground. And Aaron sees these burned bodies, asks what happened. And Gabriel says, we'll never know, even though Gabriel's done this exact thing. I think Gabriel knows. I think Gabriel knows about burning people alive inside of <laughs> structures. <laughs> well, clearly there was a preacher here and he couldn't deal with his flock. Uh, yeah. You know, that's what I assume. The backstory door, is here. So he just, yeah, it was reverse Gabriel. He burnt himself up and then the, Family got caught into the the cross burn. Is it just too soon? Um, Does he not want to like talk about this? I also I want to go back and, and clown on the last episode a little bit because like Daryl's girlfriend struggling with a single zombie roommate is thrown in sharp relief to with the sheer amount of zombies still left alive in the world. Even even the sure. ones that are kind of like you know having a hard time getting started in the morning. There's just mini herds everywhere. I just just yeah yeah Leah was not long for the world it doesn't seem like probably not uh so they yeah they kill that walker that you were talking about having a hard time getting off this post uh then oh my god they use an egg timer yeah. to draw the others out of the field which I thought was really cool you know it's one of those things where like you don't need a power source for this you just twist the thing and it works yeah, on mechanics yeah. alone yeah it's a great little uh uh one weird trick to kill a shit ton of zombies and yeah. uh, I did. I like the old tired zombies like we haven't seen those mm-hmm. for in a while where there's kind of like laying down and they're like they're done. Give up. They're like you, you can walk right up to him. Nothing. You hit him with a rock, though. And that 
peels off their whole back because it's stuck to the pretty gnarly. Yeah, pretty gnarly. It's gross. I when it first started, I was like, are these walkers getting weaker? But then, you know, you got a whole field of them that get up right away. I I don't think I don't the Walking Dead is ever going to do that. No, no. They're yeah. just perpetually going to roam the earth looking for brains, to especially eat. when you think about Bicycle Girl with Rick. And then you mm. compare that like, yeah, what what have these zombies gone through that they can still like move to the extent that they can even get up? And like also like tall grass in the zombie apocalypse is terrifying. You yeah. got to chuck these sonic grenades every like 30, 40 feet, right? It's like the minefield that they were walking across with princess, right? Mm-hmm. Can't see the mm-hmm. threat that lurks. You know, prob- I imagine you couldn't see it even a few feet ahead of you. No, not in that kind of ground. Although yeah. I wonder if you could smell it because the thing is like, I, I don't I don't feel like For we sure. talk about this enough. Just how horrible the zombie apocalypse smells. So like when Gabriel mm-hmm. comes like at the end of the episode, he goes into that uh, attic and he's like making a wrinkly face like that must be some fucking stench. Yeah. If these guys who clear out zombies for a living, degloving zombies left, right and center, like, oh, my God, something died up here. It must be <laughs> bad. It must be hell. Yeah. Robert Patrick, what what kind of squalor are you living in? Filth and decay, my God. That's not good. Uh, do you think, like, dead human, dead and decaying human bodies smell worse than active walker bodies? I don't know, because, like, I guess there's a point you can make that the zombies retard the decay process. That must to be. To some degree, so, they like, have to, yeah. Yeah, so they must not stink because like a lot of the this human like you, you compare like the horse and the rider in this next scene, it's fully skeletonized to like yeah. your average zombie. Yeah, there ha- I, I guess you might be right that a that a decaying zo- the human might stink worse because they're more decay they're decaying faster, more putrefaction. Could be. Um, <laughs> it's it's not a race I'd want to try to get. You know, it's not a contest <laughs> I try to win. No. You know. If I'm shambling around a zombie, he's like, well, at least I don't stink as bad as a fucking bloated human. God damn. <laughs> Maggoty ass. <laughs> uh, I, I do think about that all the time. I don't bring it up on the podcast always, but last episode when uh, Daryl and Leah were standing in that tree, like Carl and Enid, I was like, God, that must stink. Like rubbing, yeah, rubbing right up to Daryl and he's been in the mm, woods. He's not taking a mm, bath for, for no. years. Hasn't touched soap for years and also yeah. surrounded by the dead. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, so they search some cars, but they don't find anything other than, you know, walkers and carnage. I like that one where they get to the last trunk and it's, it's clearly full of groceries and uh, Gabriel's like excited because, you know, he's been bullying Aaron to do one more stretching this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bullet hole through the groceries like fuck. Yeah. Um, it is kind of grim, though, because. Suddenly, our survivors are no longer thriving. They don't have those soft breads and yes. jams. They're like fucking starving again. This is what and I was thinking. I'm glad that they took that into account. You know, we've lost yeah. the hilltop. We lost a ton of crops. We lost a good chunk of Alexandria. Um, sure. Yeah, food is scarce. And again. what are we going to do? Well, what are we going to do? Because like they, these guys have walked experienced uh, searchers with handpicked maps of depots and stuff. And they're empty handed at the end of a two week roundup. Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. And I, I wonder I, I, I wonder how like if we're going to set off a migration. What if we leave Alexandria at the very beginning of the season? Because they're telling a pretty grim tale that like we might have to just leave because right? there's not even yeah. things to hunt left. No. 
Yeah, that makes a certain amount of sense. Like you think about how hard of a time they had finding food years ago before they got to like the prison or specifically Alexandria. Um, right. Uh, you know, they were eating dog food, right? Or, yeah. or you know, being scolded for Almost trying to eat dog food. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now we're years on, right? There's been only more scavenging by other groups, taking more supplies. And shit expires. It like, shit expires. You know, canned food is not good for infinity. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, certainly. But, like, the the food has to be even more scarce now. And they have even more people, right? They've been having kids. They've been bringing in stragglers. Sure. Their community is big. Yeah. How are they going to provide for everybody? I don't know. This is just a taste of that. And I think we'll get more into it next season. 100%. Uh, so then Aaron uses his mace arm to bash at the entrance of a building with walkers inside. They pull the arm skin right off of one that's blocking the entrance. Yeah, then, that was fucking degloving is the worst, man. Yeah. And uh, a zombie full full arm deglove. Is I'm pretty, not sure shit. which is worse, the degloving or the the face skin with the mask, like peeling off. A oh, whole yeah. Face I thought the, the arms were going to come out at the socket, like, you know, twisting a turkey leg after it's been baking for four or five hours. It just comes yeah. right. I thought I thought that the meat was going to come off right at the shoulder bone. <laughs> I was thinking when I saw that zombie boy, that's a chunky zombie. That is a big boy. He zombie. was a big boy. He was a big normally boy, the walking sure. dead will like hire people who are very slight of build. Right. In order to pack yeah, makeup yeah, yeah. onto them so they can do things like this. This time it right. seems like they hired a normal dude. And just no, said, just wanted pack to, the skin on. They wanted a good old bloater from uh, mm-hmm. uh, The Last of Us to, uh, to, to show up. So it's nice. Yeah. Nice to see the chunky zombies every once in a while. Um, yeah. I uh, did think it. Oh, go, go ahead. Go I ahead. was going to say, Gabriel climbs the inside the building, um, cuts his way to the entrance. They don't find anything. And Gabriel wants to do one more. I like I actually liked him constantly finding these fucked up situations. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's it continuing this theme of like perhaps the group's luck has run out. You see all these other survivors that had hopes and dreams of trying to get through the other side with their humanity intact and they're burnt alive or they're cuddling on a cow, uh, uh, mattress where they've obviously, you know, committed suicide with somebody. Sh- and like, he's like, you know, like they, they ask him what's what happened here and they'll never know. Mm-hmm. and they could be just like someone could be blown through Alexandria. Like, imagine that like you come across Alexandria and it's a deserted and there's skeletons around like what happened here? Who the fuck yeah. knows? Same thing that always happens. It's this really instilling that kind of like apocalyptic dread again where it's like, God, maybe we are going to fucking punch our movie tickets here for sure. Um, I don't have much more on that scene. They get back on the road well, these, before we move on, there's like, so this is a food mart that's been boarded uh, up and it's, it's got a bunch of zombies inside. I don't understand why they struck out here unless all the canned food has just gone bad because like this seems like a pristine thing. It's not ever been disturbed. It was guarded by people. There's some zombies and maybe some former, maybe they ate all the food. I don't know. Yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking. So you see on the rooftop, there's a bunch of people camped out, right? With like mattresses and stuff. Uh, which has yeah. to be just the worst in the Georgia summer. That's oh, what I think. Like, totally exposed. Although they're supposed shit. to be in DC, but still it's a swamp. Oh, it's not, true. it's not pretty. Well, then you got cold on, to deal with, right? You, you get so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I was just thinking like, they must have taken all of the food marts supplies up to the roof 
the where like the bottom gets overrun mm. by walkers. They're mm. secure on the roof, but they're stuck there. And so now they're eating through their supplies. They eventually run out and either kill themselves or starve to death uh, is, is like my head cannon for what's going on. I did wonder what the what was the kid in like the Letterman jacket chain like, you know, like Merle chained to the roof. Like, what the fuck did this kid do? That kid probably got bit uh, in the mad scramble oh. to come up to the roof and they didn't have the heart to kill him. They, you know. But why would he be a up. zombie? Did they did, did dispatch him once he turned? Maybe. Yeah, they that, that kid was still alive, right? Like still a zombie. Anyway. Oh, oh, you're right. He was. He's he moving was, around, wasn't he? And okay. Chains, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Just headcanon stuff. But who knows? We'll never know. Um, who knows? We'll never know. <laughs> on the road, Gabriel's attacked by a mud walker. I, I don't, just a walker <laughs> in a big mud puddle. <laughs> is this a thing yeah. walkers do? Why is this walker in this mud puddle? Why did Aaron or why did Gabriel run right through a giant mud puddle? Like, did this mud puddle span the whole county? Like, step around it, man. <laughs> step off the road. <laughs> right. Walk around it. What the shit? It's, yeah, it's a big old dumb, dumb Gabriel walking into a big old dumb walker bog. Thank God there's only one of them and not like 17 or they'd both be dead. Right. Uh, yeah, he falls face first into it. Aaron saves him. But the map is ruined. And then Aaron calls off the search as it starts to storm. They kind of head back, but they find a warehouse and decide to search it. And inside, Aaron finds a wild boar and he kills it. And then they feast on the meat and the booze that Gabriel found. Uh, honestly, yeah, I'd rather fight a walker do. than a wild boar. I don't know about you. Like, Gabriel loses his shit, right? He comes in here and he says, that scream, man. That uh-huh, scream. I uh-huh. thought you were being eaten alive by walkers. It's just a boar. Yeah, and everybody, everybody joking about that guy worrying about the 30 to 50 feral hogs running through his yard, menacing his wife and kids. But, you know, look at Aaron dealing with just one of them. What? That Aaron wishes he had an AR-15. You're not on Twitter. God damn it. Half this stuff doesn't land 50 on you. But wild ho- the 30 yeah. to 50 feral hogs. You've not seen the 30 to 50. Oh, Jesus. I'm All not. this wasted. Wasted <laughs> on my co-host. There's the people audience out there to enjoy it, them. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our audience is did. very Twitter savvy. <laughs> uh anything else in there uh they're feasting on meat and booze they'll they'll get to the poker playing uh, here in a second but do we want to talk about the Dwayne jones bourbon there's a couple things i want to talk about but like you okay. had said that you'd looked into that and uh, talk talk about the Dwayne jones uh bourbon and its relation to the walking dead yeah let me run down this scene because this is during the poker game stuff right um yeah, so I'll do that and then I'll talk about this whiskey. So Gabriel teaches Aaron to play uh, to appreciate whiskey, not to play poker. He probably already knows. Um, but they end up playing poker and they drink that whole bottle. And Gabriel tells Aaron about his mentor, uh, Reverend George, and how he taught him to be a minister while drunk at the funeral of a teenager who died of cancer. I don't know. It, it basically, he tells him how to be a good preacher just by listening to people um, and and connecting with them one-on-one and i i agree with that i like that sentiment yeah it's a good uh good speech to get to seth gilliam too i thought he did a good job mm-hmm. um and it really brought the kind of gravitas i was a little disappointed to hear he was kind of like turned nihilist because like this whole you know evil people aren't the exception to the rule they are the rule like i don't believe that and i don't see how fucking gabriel can believe it i mean he's um, met all the stuff he's done so I feel like he's justified in his beliefs. 
<laughs> Plus, the other thing is like this guy just talks a bunch of shit about evil people for being arguably maybe that's the thing is he when especially when he's half in the bag, he thinks of himself as an evil person because of all the shit that, that, that he pulled. Yeah, he might. Because um, he pulled but I don't some know, shit. Because like, um, yeah, it's like when he's talking about his mentor and how like, oh, you got a minister is not about being on the pulpit. It's about being there for the laity and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I wonder what this guy's opinion on like locking doors to your church while you're uh, the flock is being torn apart by zombies outside. I wonder what he'd say about the uh, the failure of a minister in that, in that situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but That's uh, a good question. I don't know. Uh, so this whiskey is called Dwayne Johnson or J- Dwayne Jones, <laughs> Dwayne, the rock Johnson's whiskey, Dwayne <laughs> Jones whiskey. Uh, and if you are not familiar with the name Dwayne Jones, uh, I can understand that, but it's a pretty famous name because it's the name of the actor who was the main protagonist in the walking or sorry, night of the living dead, that original George Romero zombie movie. Kind of defined the genre. Yep. Um, And so it's an homage to that is apparently what the deal is with this whiskey. But there was a lot of stuff on the internet that was very speculative about what this whiskey meant. Do you do you have the details on that? Just to like um, there's a lot of theories because, again, this scene was one of the things that was put out as pre season publicity or pre bonus episode publicity. And people saw Dwayne Jones and the thing that went crazy about is like, that's the canonical name of Morgan's son. Remember in season one, Dwayne, uh, you know, uh, hit hit Rick on the head of the shovel. And that's how we started our whole thing with Morgan. And he eventually gets bit and uh, dies. Um, It's very, very sad. People were thought like I get there because we never saw Dwayne die. Mm -hmm. It was something, a story Morgan told, and there's been a theory, I think, for a long time that Dwayne might still be alive. I think we might have addressed it in feedback once or twice over the last decade. Uh, But people are like, oh, my God, he has not only alive, he's made his way over to Georgie's New World or these Confederate uh, white troop uh, stormtrooper dudes. And he started to distill and they're starting like they're labeling this shit. And it's a whole like civilization. And. You know, they're building and no, um, I do wonder if the Walking Dead showrunners remembered that Morgan had a son named Dwayne and his last name was Jones, probably as Kirkman's homage to the classic as well. It was. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder if they like if they even remembered that, because it does seem like a way to get people spun up. But that's a pretty extreme way to take. Take take a, a bottle of, of, of whiskey, right? Like, yeah, there's, especially there's a with a character that we basically know by the rules of this universe is a hundred percent dead. Like, unless Morgan lied or was mistaken, you know. Yeah, I don't know. So <laughs> he, uh, he is a little psychotic somewhere around the way. But like, if he was not dead, would that would totally undermine everything about Morgan's character, right? Pretty much. Yeah. 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 But I mean, the whole reason that he clears is because it's true, true. <laughs> Who gives a um, shit, I guess. I, I want to talk about because uh, like um, Gabriel turned the Bible to first Samuel chapter 16. Mm. OK, which is the part of the Bible. So like uh, catch up on is Israelite history. Israelites uh, went to Egypt to escape a famine, end up getting enslaved in the canon of the Bible. 
God set them free. They wandered the deserts. They went to the promised land, set up shop. They were ruled initially over judges um, appointed by the Lord himself. And the people like, ah, we don't want these judges. We want kings like the other nation. We feel like a second class nation. Ah, like they do. They're always bitching at the Lord. And the Lord's like, Jesus Christ. All right, we'll make you a king. Uh, you got King Saul. Didn't go well. Turned out to be a wicked king. Him and his heir died. So God's like, she got to get another king. Uh, sends Samuel the prophet out to search the land. Um, and he finds David. And the story about David is that he showed up to his father's house and like, all right, line up all your badass sons. We've heard a lot about them. I'm going to go down and I'm going to sort through them, see which one the Lord's wants. And it's like, you're not the Lord's guy. You're not the Lord's guy. You're certainly not the Lord's guy. You fucker. Get out of here. And he's and, and Sam's like, what's what gives you the, 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 the king, the next king of Israel is supposed to be here. And he's like, well, I got one other guy, but he's real shrimpy and he's out cleaning the stables and he's probably not going to be king material. Wouldn't you know it? That there is David. He who, who sl- slew Goliath somehow, hmm. you know, his father's like, you know, the guy to kill the literal giant. Let's keep him in the shed. And uh, <laughs> sounds you know, like dramatic uh, license to me, but OK. Sure. And then and then Samuel anointed him. This has got to mean something about the leadership vacuum we've talked about, right? Uh, like mm-hmm. like the least likely person of Alexandria will become the leader. And I'm like, who is that? Judith Lydia <laughs> she's the young oh Lydia <laughs> okay like, okay of, of the people that are like plausible uh, age the the, oh, the, lead, the douchebag teenagers one of them no 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 they're the they're the unworthy sons <laughs> okay that they got passed over for sure yeah for sure uh yeah so uh I, I don't know Eugene Eugene is the least likely Eugene, Eugene has definitely got big David, but uh, <laughs> he's got big David energy. <laughs> okay, so I don't know what that tells us about the future of the, or the past of Walking Dead, but something. It's something I'm keeping in mind because okay. I do think there is like, you know, Maggie's back. But is she like, I think that's maybe what you're supposed to be thinking. Like Mag- Maggie's back. She's a natural leader, but mm-hmm. maybe she's not the right one. She's still uh, got. A stick up her ass about a lot of stuff, right? She's looking yeah. to hang somebody else whose name right, starts with right. a, a knee. And I, I think this is like about unlikely. Like you can't judge like it's a you know you can't judge them uh, by their physical stature and their size. Uh, you know, very mm-hmm. Yoda in the selection of the next king. So I I, I don't know. It's just something I wanted to throw out there and uh, see if we can make something of it as the episodes progress. What with an entire season, a whole extended season, twenty four. 22 episodes i don't even know how many episodes eight 1800 episodes can they get princess to be the leader of alexandria the leader of the community (laughs) by the end of princess is a lot of things a leader of a community i don't know i don't know very unlikely very unlikely right i'd leave her in the shed (laughs) with her bicycles but we'll see yeah you know what struck me during this conversation as they're like drinking whiskey and talking about the flavors in the whiskey what do you what do you smell what do you taste he's talking about maple syrup and vanilla mm-hmm. and breakfast as a kid and i was just thinking man these are things that none of these kids who are born in the apocalypse are probably gonna know or yeah. if they do it's gonna be a very different version of the thing and it was it was one of those like negan sitting down with the nut taps and the airplanes with that uh, other kid it, it was one of those moments where i'm like yeah only people who were alive before the apocalypse happened would understand these things and every once in a while they throw I, something in like that that i like 
Yeah, although I think it would be easy to make, fairly easy to make maple syrup. Yeah, just go tap some trees, sure. Yeah, I feel like they were doing that in the settler days, you know, like uh, if if, if uh, I read about it on uh, a little house in the prairie, then they probably can do it in the apocalypse. But uh, vanilla is probably hard to come by. I would That'd think be so. wild. Like that's the most ubiquitous flavor in the Western world. And they just because doesn't vanilla grow like out in the Far East or something? Uh, it only grows in rainforest or shits. I don't know. Because like, vanilla beans vanilla are hella expert, expensive. But I think you're right. Anyway, anyway um, I'd be sad without vanilla. So, yeah, I, I don't know how much more you want to talk about this because then Aaron goes out to take a piss. Um, he hasn't returned when Gabriel wakes up, so he's looking for him. But instead, he finds Robert Patrick, who wants his boar meat. Um, apparently, this is his place. And he pulls Aaron's mace arm out of a bag, fires a few shots at the room next to them, and says, Hey, Aaron's in there. And Gabriel tries to preach at the man with the with you know the man who has all these bibles but apparently he's just using them for toilet paper and he wheels Aaron out and makes them play a modified game of Russian roulette where they can either point it at themselves or point it at the other person and pull the trigger and they go a couple rounds eventually Gabriel talks this guy out of making them play this game and once he does and the guy's guard is down he bashes him to death with Aaron's mace arm this is true. This is what happens. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen when they started setting up this scene? I mean, I thought, well, hmm, that's a good question. What did I think the outcome of this would be? Because I knew he was going to make them play Russian roulette. Like, as soon as he pulled out this pistol, I was like, okay, that's where it's going. Deer Hunter, like you said. I assumed that they would distract him and then shoot him with the one bullet they had in the gun. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, but like they're going to trade off a couple shots and then because they kept on building this thing about faith and faith. And, faith, and I thought Gabriel was just going to like, you know. Not not knowing for sure, although like that's uh, the thing about Russian roulette. I always thought it's like, well, if you just look at the cylinder, you can tell whether the bullet like mostly like the bullets either. If it's in it, yeah. it's going to be at the top or bottom. Uh-huh. If you can't see a bullet from the sides, then you got a 50 50 chance of dying. Right. But but like there's and you can, there's ways around that, like because I think the way to get around that deer hunter is the, the guy spin it and they put it in the guy's hand and put like they don't get a chance to like look at the gun or examine the gun. But I thought that's what it was going to be. It was going to be a faith thing like, you know, him and they probably trade a couple shots. And then like Gabriel just like while because because they kept on making the thing of Robert Patrick, like wheeling the gun around the like person to person. Yeah. And monologuing and getting distracted. I thought sure Gabriel's going to whip and just put one right in his O ring. Yeah, um, I would have been so pretty we, disappointed by that. Ultimately, though, I think it was better the way they did it. Um, yes. And I was happy. I, I was actually like, I, I can't believe they subverted my expectations. And then uh, yeah, I was like, OK, well, then Robert Patrick, that he's going to join the group. This is kind of interesting. But then Gabriel beating him to death. I what did you think about that? I'm I not sure they got like all it. the way there with Gabriel for me. I mean, they're they're <laughs> scene is clearly more to say something about Gabriel than the people around him. Like he, you know, he's changed and he is completely without faith. He's he's hopeless and he shouldn't be leading this community. Like, I, I don't think at this point that you want someone like Gabriel on the council, whatever remains of the fucking council. Uh, yeah, I was I was kind of horrified by it. Yeah. 
Because I, I don't think people are irredeemable. And then he apparently at this point does. I mean, Negan, right, is working his way to pillar of the community status. And this guy is like, uh, again, I feel I feel like there are characters that they had done this and I wouldn't it wouldn't have surprised me like Carol. Um, Carol uh, and <laughs> others like Carol. But uh-huh. I, I felt like Gabriel, like he, he's def- they definitely told the story of him being a little bit, be, you know, lost and a li- his moral compass kind of spinning. But like they also told the story of right as he was about to give up, when I give up and take a last stand, he was miraculously saved by the intervention of an old friend. Yeah. Who met him when he was a pretty despicable person and did some pretty despicable things to the group. It just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel like they got the Gabriel this deranged, or maybe they're saying that Gabriel is this deranged. We need to get on board with it. It clearly horrified so. Aaron. Right. But I, I felt like this episode did more to develop Aaron's character than it did Gabriel's. Oh, you think um, so? And like they're dragging I mean, Gabriel down to give uh, Aaron a contrast to play off of. I think that's what I felt like anyway. I, I thought it did both. I mean, we've seen the slide of Gabriel for a long time, which I guess is why I would say, yeah, it, it maybe does a little bit more for Aaron, but like this puts a stamp on it that says this is it, right? Gabriel is yeah. the man without faith, the the priest without faith at this point. And not just without yeah. faith, but he's like completely turned around on redemption and humanity and everything. Like, I, I don't know what he's living for at this point. Like, if you think that way, why are you still trying? Why, why are you out looking for food for a community that you apparently think is rotten to its core to every last member? But that's the thing. I don't think he does. Like, I think. Cause like when the guy accused him of that, he's like, Oh, that was, you know, I was drunk. And then he retorted the vino veritas. And I, I think you're supposed to say like that. Yeah. If I'm trying to synthesize this, like Gabriel thinks his community is good <laughs> and there are diamonds in the rough out there. Maybe one out of a hundred, one out of 10, but a guy who would kill his own family members for just for food is in the irredeemable section. You know, guys who totally beat your best, some of your with... best friends to death with a baseball bat, redeemable, but, you know, and not a survival situation, just as a way to maintain law and order. But guy who in a survival situation, sna- I, I don't know. I, I felt like it was it was pretty shitty of Gabriel. And I mean, if they're not saying that Gabriel thinks everybody is evil, like, mm-hmm. Then what? Then why did they have him say that? Uh, well, I mean, not even why did they have him say that, but what? What are they doing with Negan? Why hasn't he killed Negan? Uh, I mean, we still got the "Here's Negan" episode, so maybe that's going to be like Gabriel decide, like finally coming back. Like I've made some decisions since I've been <laughs> right. out, and I'm going to I'm going to try this Carol thing where we just fucking do whatever we want and say it's for the greater good and. Yeah, Negan's dead. How can you ever say likewise? You know, because whatever happens is going to happen now for good or ill. Um, I did think yeah, it's we'll like see. the other thing is like, um, I guess Gabriel never struck me as a good actor and he was excellent as a character in this. Not mm-hmm. like Seth Gilliam, obviously a great right. actor, but 
Um, I'm talking about like Gabe, Gabriel has never been an especially good liar, especially good at subterfuge. And he just completely had this guy hook, line and sinker, like was trying all the tricks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, why do you wear that collar? Same reason you have all those Bibles. And that was kind of a hilarious scene where Gabriel thought he had something like, oh, we both got expect. And he's like, ah, he's use that for toilet paper. Yeah. Like the thin yeah. paper. There's plenty. There's, you, you know, there's tons of Bibles out there in the land. So it's true. Worldwide bestseller. Um, but and then like I thought he was going like man when he started talking like you know all that shit about you know you're you thought your brother gave you a valuable gift he gave you nothing you're just trying to make sense of the senselessness and the truth is you meant less to, less to your brother than a mouthful of food I thought he was trying to get him riled up to get to get an angle on him right and no yeah so yeah I mean they're doing a lot with you know bluffing here um because like they're playing poker earlier he bluffs aaron robert patrick says you can't i'm not as easily bluffed as your friend over there Uh, and then gabriel does end up bluffing him right um yeah so yeah i mean they're definitely portraying gabriel as like using the cynical use of his skills as a preacher and the the idea that he's supposed to be connecting one-on-one with these people that's very much what he's doing in the moment that's with this guy right here. Yeah. But he's doing it to a totally different end to, to end this guy's life. It's yeah. It's kind of fucked up when you, when you look at it through that lens. Right. I wonder what Reverend George would have to say about that. I don't know. Probably nothing good. Uh, Reverend yeah. George makes it a habit of attending young boys funerals. <laughs> Drunk. Drunk. Uh huh. As a priest. Hmm. 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 I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Let's move on um, to the second half of this harrowing scene uh, where Aaron wonders where this guy was hiding that he could hear their whole conversation. So they decide we're going to search upstairs and they find his stash, which his stash apparently includes his brother who's chained up and the bodies of his family. And again, uh, it stinks. It stinks, stinks real bad up here, apparently. Enough for Gabriel to be like, pewee, which he didn't do when he degloved the zombie in, in a, in, at a, in a quick mart full of zombies. So no. this is a pretty funk of 50,000 years kind of shit. He didn't even do it when he walked into the room with the wild dead boar, which has to stink, true. right? That's true. Wild That's boars be can't pretty, smell pretty good. Oh, no. Especially when you get their outsides on the in, or the insides on the outside. Yeah, uh, they unchain one of the uh, which I got to say the brother. It's hilarious because I didn't expect them to be twins. So it's Robert Patrick again. I didn't either. <laughs> right. But they wanted you to. Yeah, they're, they're doing something visually there. Yeah, it works. I mean, it, it makes it more. It makes it more. That's it makes it as soon as you see him, you know exactly what's going on. Whereas if it's somebody sure. else, you'd be like, well, who the who hell? Who the hell are you? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this right. is like, yeah, identical kind of. I, I, does this justify what Gabriel does? I don't know. So they unchain one of these, one of this guy's hands and he grabs Gabriel's gun and uses it to blow himself off, uh, blow himself away. And, does and this he also justify gestures to his dead? Like there's a dead child and, and woman on the ground and, uh, mm-hmm. have been, and he's been chained up having to watch him the whole time. Um, and he says that he made me play. So you understand that he made the family play the Russian roulette game. And, so, and he and the brother shot his family rather than put the gun to his own head. Is that? Yes. Or maybe they all just end up committed. Like they, they all shot themselves in the head. 
or like I I don't know because like the thing is is like even if your brother tried to steal the last bite first of all he said you try to steal the last bite of food well you're in a warehouse surrounded by food I don't buy it I don't I don't buy your story number two he said um even if he did even if your brother who had a, a family stole the last bite of food you know because he's crazy with hunger I don't think it justifies making you play a Russian roulette game until his wife and child are dead Agreed. so like. I think this guy's fucking a lunatic and and certainly if you're going to do all that to keep your brother alive for God knows how many years to torment him yeah. with his failure um and like what kind of fucking life did they lead together uh so yeah, I I do think that like Gabriel might have been accidentally right that this is the type of guy that you even you get mm-hmm. him home you get him into a ni- in a nice house like this is the kind of guy that might go on a rampage in the middle of the night who the fuck knows yeah but like he didn't know that going into it. No. You know, killing your brother over food. Like, this is kind of some standard. Like, I've it's happened to our group. Like, that have the, gotten into pointless squabbles and stuff about like the, this. And it didn't make them bad people. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, fucking Magnus stole has like a quarter of the, the group supplies like seven episodes ago. And she didn't fucking get her brains blown out. So, I, I, I don't know. It, I it, it I- seems like. But I don't get because like it doesn't matter because like it's not like Gabriel gets points for being accidentally right about how psychotic this guy was. No, he certainly doesn't. Um, I still think what he did is scary, but also I, I guess you have to sort of put this in the context of Dante because he sort he was brought into the group. The and Inferno. They didn't, no, no, no. Oh. The, the doctor. Okay. Yeah, doctor, okay, yeah, yeah, doctor yeah, Lips. The, the, the or horny doctor. I, I forget what we were calling. Yeah, him. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you got to put it in that context too, where he, you know, kills Sadiq uh, because they just brought him in and didn't like really question his background, didn't look at him. It turns out he was a psychotic lunatic right. who wears the right. skins of the dead in his spare time uh, and ended up murdering them and then kind of dooming them all in a certain kind of way. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's got he's got a point about these crazy people, you know, right? But also. That's a slippery slope. And then where where does that extend? Especially when you think of Aaron and Gabriel's character arcs, like mm-hmm. we meet Gabriel as a man so afraid that he locked a sanctuary place where he arguably could have been stronger with his whole flock in there. And who knows mm-hmm. what kind of group that Rick would have met if he had opened his doors. But he is so afraid for himself that he hid behind strong walls and let everyone else die. Aaron, when we're first introduced to him, he is actually questing far and wide to find people to bring back to their safe walls of their community. Yeah. So like they're like antithesis and antithetical to like their core of their characters, motivations and roots. So we might even see this because I think that's why Aaron's extra horrified because he is the guy that goes out and finds new people. And Gabriel's the guy that shuts the door on them. And this could be them kind of reverting to type because remember Aaron like uh, was talked into the kind of like real politic of Michelle where it's like, yeah, you know what? I was wrong to think that we could trust people and the wrong thing. We got to be we, we got to be hard asses about this whole thing. Aaron seems like to revert back to his type and Gabriel now has too. So I think that's kind of interesting from a writerly point of view, too. If they did that deliberately to like pit these two together as kind of like opposites, um, that's kind of intriguing. And since I imagine they're going to be carrying a lot of the weight of the show going forward. Now that we don't got Rick, we don't got Michonne. Um, well, Maggie's back too. I, 
I'm wondering back. the tone of this show is going to be interesting in season 11 because you are going to have, I think, the majority of people in this community of Alexandria not wanting to integrate new people. I, I think Maggie definitely wouldn't, right? I mean, she's going to be screaming a reaper every time somebody well, comes in. They're starving. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. They don't have the food More for it. They can't quite afford to bring people in. But also, Gabriel certainly doesn't want to bring new people in. He doesn't trust anybody. Um, but Aaron's going to be you know, kind of the dissenter, I think. And we might see a much more closed up Alexandria because you got guys like Ezekiel who would be inclined to say, no, let's bring everybody in. We're stronger together out there just on the road, you know, wherever the hell he's going to be. But he's not going to be in Alexandria at the beginning of the season. He might be dead soon. Like, that's the other thing. Because that is like, I I also think in season 11, there's like a lot of people die. Um. But that experience I, yeah. with Dante is going to I think it's going to scar a lot of people. The whisperers are like going to leave their mark on this community even after they they are gone. And, yeah. And it can't be a good one. It won't be one of open arms. The one thing I, w- I will push about about the food shortage I don't quite understand is they have a community called Oceanside that is by the ocean. And they've done a lot of spear starve. I don't see how you ever starve if you live by the ocean, especially in a zombie apocalypse where 99% of the world's population has died. Just get scurvy. Like, <laughs> how? Like, don't you get vitamin C from eating animals? Because, like, it, you know, that can't like, be true, right? I mean, it, it, the, the sailors are the ones who you always get scurvy, right? They can not just, like, dip well, their nets. But they, into usually the... get, they usually get scurvy when they're, like, at sea and they're eating, like, maggoty bread and, you know, they've run they run out of their fish? fresh meat and stuff like that. They're down to, like, salted pork and, and uh, which is essentially shoe leather and, and the biscuit. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You don't need a lot, but I, I thought you get, like, you, you get most of the vitamins you need from just eating animal flesh because the animals need those vitamins and amino acids and proteins. And you, you, you know, just some like rabbits. Like, I guess you can, can starve by eating rabbits because they're miss. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, the, yeah, what is, how much vitamin C is in a salmon or a, a trout or a bass or flounder? Your joints so, will be fine. But yeah. Your, your, your brain will be good with all the oils. But. Yeah. Uh, I do wonder, and they got boats too. They got fishing boats. So they yeah. can like go out and like net a couple hundred pounds of fish and then like, yeah, maybe get bored eating tuna, but like you will survive, you know, you will survive on crab, tuna, flounder, halibut, whatever. Uh, but, so maybe, know, maybe we'll see more they, they, of Oceanside in season 11 than we did in every other season combined. Yeah. It's a way to cut, cut costs, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. just they're always on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. You got the huts and then you got the beaches and that's the locations. Why not? Uh, so they head back and on the way back, they spot a water tower and decide to swing by to check it for supplies. Did we actually mention that the, his brother killed himself like after a brief scuffle with the gun? Because I'm not sure yeah. we actually recapped that part. I did. We did. OK. All right. It's brief. So no, because yeah. that's the other thing is like when he got up there, I'm like, ah, we can still get right. Oh, no, no. He just blew his brains out. That's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> Uh, that's it for the episode. Yep. And I thought like, you know, like, so what is, cause the thing is, is like whatever tension they set up. And I thought they set up a lot in that third act. I felt like they bled it a lot by having like uh, Gabriel and Aaron, uh, regard the water tower as the last place. And he's like, what do you think? One more. And Aaron's like one more. It's like almost like Aaron maybe is horrified, but like maybe that's supposed to show that like, he's not that horrified. 
or it was shocking in the moment, but like he's not mad at Gabriel. He's not aghast. He's not going to get back and like, you won't even fucking believe what Aaron, what, what Gabriel did out here. Um, so like, I felt like they set up some yeah. tension in these characters, but they immediately resolved it in the last scene. You're right. Which is also beautifully shot, by the way. Another lovely cinematic shot of them wading into uh, what I can only assume is three mm-hmm. foot grass infested with zombies. But uh, right. So. Uh, you know what struck me when I was watching this um, is it, it, just what they're doing. What are they doing out here? So they're out They're They're following Scavenging. Maggie's map. They're trying to find yep. food and supplies for the community. But they don't have like backpacks or anything. They don't. They're not gonna. They're clearly not gonna bring this stuff back, right? Yes, that's the. But what I was thinking too is like they do have two backpacks, but like it's enough to pack. Yeah, an extra large can of pudding, like a Carl-sized can of pudding in each of those bags. You could you could could pack about enough you had to eat just for a two-week trip for these guys, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. So maybe the idea was you know, like they've got a backpack find... full of supplies that they just left with. The first spot they go to is just a smorgasbord of supplies, but uh-huh. they can't fit any of it. No, I mean, there's the very real the concern of like they, they take two weeks of supplies to go look for supplies and they just don't find supplies. So like you'd be yeah. better off standing put, not burning the calories. Um, I don't know if there's any consideration of that, but. But, but, but I'm yeah, just thinking, I, I, like, yeah. do they, d- should they have brought a cart with them? Should they have brought, like, at least a horse with some fucking saddlebags or something? Should they have brought something with them to retrieve the supplies, Certainly. or are they just on scouting missions? And if they're just on a scouting mission, surely they're not the only ones doing this, right? And they could very so. quickly yeah. and efficiently search all of these by making copies of the map. Sending out multiple scouting parties. I don't know. It took an ex- it took an experienced uh, bushcrafter Daryl five plus years to thoroughly <laughs> investigate a small Two riverbed for the remains of yeah. Red Grime. So I don't know. Maybe it'll take. But but yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Like it, it seems like, hey, just go out and check out, and if you find like a big find, then we'll yeah. go bring the wagons out and we'll get it. But right. like that's more efficient than sending the wagons everywhere just to to look. You know, for sure. Yeah. Makes sense. I just wonder if there are other scouting parties doing the same with copies of this map. Probably. Why wouldn't Probably. they? Probably. If you're why would you Justin, Aaron, and Gabe? Like, yeah, that's like your community community leaders. Like, it's probably a, a an all hands on board. Also, yeah. When um, uh, Gabriel mentioned about uh, having twenty armed fight, experienced fighters, that's not an exaggeration. That wasn't a bluff. No. Like Alexander has at least that many. Um, I mean, Oceanside has that many too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they have bullets left? Like any, like because I, I thought they did. Like Judith has bullets. Some they're not bereft of guns, but yeah, it's not as many as they used to have. I wonder what happened to Eugene's bullet making factory. Did they run out of like firing cat? I forget what they fucking call the the thing that actually makes the gun go bang. But um, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know the raw materials for making. Like going the if you go that back to muzzle loading, I don't know how the hell that you'd ever run out. Mm-hmm. of the ba- the the basics things that keep on shooting yeah it might have to go back to muskets but yeah yeah they're effective pretty, at close range pretty simple fill a tube with black powder shove a ball in it light it and the ball's gonna go flying but yeah. uh i don't know arrows and crossbows crossbows that's where it's at oh yeah that, that seems much more we, effective 
Oh yeah, for for hunting and zombie work, but like mm-hmm. for people, it's hard to you know if you got like that's the thing is like you ever go against a society's got guns and you're still bow and arrow. It's I mean I played the civilization games where that happens. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> once they invented a machine gun, it was all over for the colonies. You know, it seems yeah. like here on planet Earth. So how about um, once they invent stormtrooper armor? <laughs> That's a great we, question. We're gonna get that, that next week. I, I mean, guess Ewoks. Ewoks just had fucking stone axes and shit, and they made cl- uh, cl- uh, quick work of that. So yeah, you know, all Alexander needs is to find a Chewbacca, and they're good to go. <laughs> Take over <laughs> Scout, Scout, uh, Scout Walker, and you're good to go. That's it, man. Uh, we don't have any feedback because uh, behind the scenes detail, Jim and I recorded these back to back so that I could take a vacation. Uh, I'm going to leave today as soon as I get done recording this uh, and, and leave for Beaver Island, Michigan for a week. Um, but if you would like to send in what I presume is going to be an extra large feedback edition next week, uh, some thoughts in the, the preseason, the, the bonus episodes, uh, anything you're excited for in the new season, send that in to watching dead at baldmove.com. And uh, we'll consider it for the air. Otherwise, it's time for us to go. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode of these pre. We're getting closer and closer to Negan one that everyone says is amazing. And mm-hmm. we're but three weeks away from the premiere of the, the final season of The Walking Dead, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. So s- stay tuned for more Walking Dead. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. See ya.